0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Voitress and Jim Toth on six eighty CJOB Winnipeg Jets game day. The Jets kicking off a road trip. Quick three. Wow, well, it's kind of a eight games and nine nights sort of situation. Not eight games and nine nights. Eight games out of nine on the road. Um, That'd th- be something. <laughs> Eight games, eight and,
1: nine games night. and nine nights. That's,
0: like worse. That's, that's worse than like a Bantam tournament. That's like
1: a Vegas show where they probably have to play two in one day, an afternoon game and a night game. Matinee. Matinee. That would be awesome. You
0: know, the season would get by quite a bit quicker.
1: Hey, maybe a wild card three-game series where you play one at noon and one at seven.
0: Yeah, I'm sure the NHLPA would be really into that
1: would you like to see that, though? Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Kids do it at night or yeah, in tournaments, That's I mean. a
0: great point. The kids do it. Why can't these Kids play at 10
1: a.m. and 4 and then at 8 in tournaments. These guys are getting paid millions Wild of dollars. Wild card, three-game set, game one, 9 a.m., game two, 1 p.m., game three, if necessary, 7 p.m. Don't want to play the third game? Win in two. Yeah, exactly. I'll send a letter.
0: Yeah, someone's got to say something.
1: I'll write a letter to Beckham. Get on
0: top of this. Dear uh, Gary... <laughs> Jim Toth wants this, this.
1: is Jim. How kay. are you? <laughs> <laughs> quick idea. <laughs> Tell me what you think. Just real quick. Please write back. Yeah. Thank you. Wild card idea. PS I love you. <laughs> Subject of the email would be wild card idea. <laughs>
0: Uh, Jets in Detroit, uh, Buffalo and Pittsburgh coming up later in this week. Then the Jets are back uh, for a Sunday game against the Arizona Coyotes back on the road. Then a uh, five-game road trip through uh, Eastern Canada uh, coming out through Philadelphia and Nashville for their back home uh, for a match against Buffalo. Text the show 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868, pre-game at four puck drop at six right here on 680 CJOB. Joining the program from Detroit. Live from the Motor City, uh, Detroit Rock City, Jamie Thomas, Jets color analyst on 680 CJOB. <laughs> uh, Jamie, first question How many times have people mispronounced your name and called you James Thompson?
2: <laughs> Wait a second, before we get to that, uh, my favorite CFL moment is the Toronto Argonauts home opener in Fort McMurray, Alberta, of the Eskimos. That's my personal favorite there you of go. all the CFL things. You know, in the the province of the team that you are playing, this is going to be your home opener. As for mispronunciation of my name, <laughs> yes, I get, Jeff, I, I get Jeff a lot. That's like that's like Jeff. a staple. Yeah, hi uh, Jamie, nice to meet you. Okay, Jeff, uh, what are you having today? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a great indication Jeff, that that yeah. person was not listening to you at all. It's like, going, no. so uh, nice to meet you, Jamie. Uh, Jeff, uh,
2: yeah. I I get Jeff on my Starbucks cup a lot. That's another one, and then. Um, the spelling of the my name, J-A-I-M-E, which I've often referred to as the girl spelling of my name.
1: You know what? Yeah. I get Tim a lot over the years at Starbucks. <laughs> and the one time, the one time I said, it's not Tim, it's Jim. There was a Tim yeah. who said, I think that's mine. And I was like, this has happened 12 times. Oh, I've never said anything. No. The one time I say it, there's an actual Tim, and I'm embarrassed? <laughs> Mine's Ken. I get Ken. Ken? That's you look like, Cam. like a Ken. Oh, Ken. That's, that's my perfect. middle name is Ken. My Kenny. middle name is Ken,
0: named after my uh, Cam. step-grandfather. Cam that's right. Um, Jamie, uh, coach along confirming Tyler Bertuzzi I expected lineup, or he's going to be playing mm-hmm. today. He's in there coming back from a hand injury. Uh, the yep. Red Wings on a bit of a slide here. Uh last three games all L's, four goals only scored in that. And I even went a little yep. deeper into that. Uh over their last thirteen, only picked up three wins, allowing fifty two goals over that stretch. Um, a team that I think has a has a bright future, Jamie, but maybe not ready mm-hmm. for prime time just yet.
2: Well it's 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 coming though. Like yeah, you know, I mean any we saw what Steve Osman do with Tampa Bay and it, it's slowly happening here in Speaking with former Jet Ben Sherrod today in the Red Wings dressing room, he just says little pieces here, you know, David Perron, you know, Andrew Copp, of course, Ben Sherrod joining the, the group. Um, so Derek Lalonde the head coach of the Red Wings, said today that they, they've had troubles with their power play, troubles with their penalty kills, trouble scoring goals. They've had trouble with their goaltending. So they've had that's a big reason why they, they are, you know, on the outside looking in, but they're getting there. And the commitment to defense and the commitment to doing the right things every day is getting there. It's a slow change of the culture here uh, in Detroit. But, man, there's, you know, more insider. There's some pieces here that you have to be aware of. And by no means are the Jets looking at these guys and going, you know, two points we move on to Buffalo. That's not at all what the case is going to be. So uh, while it's take, it's a it's a work in progress, do not count out what Steve Eisman can do. And, you know, Ben Shrata pointed out today said to us today, like Eiserman's at every practice most morning skates, and he said he's watching at all times. So one of the greatest players ever, uh, and certainly an architect, of one of the greatest franchises in in the NHL right now, have to be respectful of what this team is going to be one day. But uh, they're they're, they're slowly working towards – returning to greatness I guess is the best way to put it
1: even cider when he was drafted was yeah. people were going what is he doing like yeah. uh, this guy isn't and and that's what Stevie eyes and, and I didn't and I'm not trying to brag or anything I'm just like no. I, I would I would hold the reins back on this he just built Tampa Bay if he thinks cider's a player cider's probably a player and mm-hmm. and and so he turned out to win the the Calder trophy um, so I, I'm a big believer in the the school of Steve Eiserman and how to build a team mm-hmm. and how to manage the cap and everything around that. Now, that being said, you mentioned Ben Schrott, Andrew Kopp's another part of what yep. Eiserman has done in Detroit, trying to balance this cap and bring the right pieces in. Um, did you get a chance to talk to Kopp? And, and, and I'm just wondering, like 21 points, three goals in 38 games. Um yeah. at that price and that that was always a thing with Andrew Cop to me. I loved him as a player, his versatility and everything he brought. I just wasn't sure if he was a five to six million dollar player.
2: Right. And Lalon was asked about that today too. And it's he Cop had core surgery in the off season, so oh, okay. wasn't fully himself um to start the year and uh it, it, I think the best line that came from the lawn today is the fact that you have to be very careful with your words when you speak with Andrew Cobb because he takes everything literally or to, you know what I mean? Like he's so cerebral. And we heard that a lot in Winnipeg. Yeah, and, I remember that, uh, you know, he takes a lot on and exactly like, what did he do in Winnipeg guys? Like he just took everything on. Um, wow. It's taken a lot of responsibilities to want to take this team to where they want to go. And he wants to be a part of it. And, um so nothing that we didn't already know about Andrew Copp but I I didn't know the core surgery was was uh part of his off season um but uh you know he's slowly working his way back and we all know what that means it, it's just you know we're going to he's in the top 6 forward group top penalty killer goes up against other team's best all the time we know all this stuff and uh takes everything to heart and wants to be a part of the future and success here in Detroit but the, these are I mean, I'm not telling you guys and our listeners anything different that we don't know or already know about Andrew Kopp. And, you know, him and Mark Shifley went up for dinner last night and they had a ton of fun. And Shifley said today that he's, you know, it's thrilled to see the success and the new contract that Andrew Kopp got. And, um, you know, they had a lot of fun last night. So it's it's and remember this. I didn't I totally didn't think of this. Like they didn't play Shifley did not play against the Rangers on the road, so he didn't get a chance. This will be the first time he plays against Andrew Kopp since he uh, moved on from Winnipeg. So, ste- were steaks former are,
1: roommates.
0: Yeah, yeah, steaks on, yeah. Uh, steaks on copper, though, eh? Kale
1: sandwiches yeah, all- without the bread. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> Just kale, I guess.
2: Gagne. What's that place where you get nonstop uh, salad and everything? I'm just trying to remember. It's been so long. It's an Olive Garden. Yeah, the Olive Garden bread. (laughs) And breadsticks, too. It's also
0: unlimited breadsticks. Don't forget that, too, as well.
2: Kale sandwiches without the bread. Unlimited breadsticks. Kale sandwiches
1: without the bread and one Snickers bar once a year.
0: I, I married into a huge Olive Garden family,
2: massive <laughs>
0: Olive Garden family. Um, Gagne also back in Detroit. Spent the last uh, three years there. It's kind of like where he he adjusted his game. I mean, he was he was sent down to the A when he was with Vancouver. Sent down to the A when he was when he was back with Edmonton. Um, yep. and this is kind of the spot where he kind of found his game and, and found the guy that was going to take him to a thousand games. I mean, uh, to be that fourth liner to, to change how he, how he plays to become a guy that, that can go out there and, and play a shutdown role in, in the fourth. So th- another, another return, a return of sorts, um, yeah. uh, for, for Gagne as well.
2: Well, let's not forget about the Michigan bump, guys. Like, look what happened last year. Andrew Kopp, uh, Connor Hellebuck, and Kyle Connor all come back to Detroit. And yeah, for nothing. All three of them are the stars uh, that, that that evening too. So there, there is that little bump uh, when they come back home. And I know, you know, first time there's people in the building and everything that was that was important for them to play in front of family and friends after you know COVID was just kind of working its way out of the National Hockey League at that point. So um, there is the Michigan bump. It's noteworthy and. We'll see if uh, Sam Gagne also gets a little bit of a Michigan bump coming back to where he uh, kind of altered his game a little bit and continue to be able to get where you said, Cam, to style of game and stay in the National Hockey League.
1: The chance that Kevin Stenlund doesn't play tonight, but there's also mm. the looming question. Michael Asimont lost on waivers, uh, Kovacevic at mm-hmm. the start of the year. I, I've yeah. just been so impressed with Kevin Stenlund. I know he's, like, under the weather and, and might not dress tonight. That's why. But eventually, a decision's going to have to be made, yeah. and, and I just – I don't know if that could would pass through waivers once again. Um, without with knowing that he likely won't be in the lineup tonight, what are your thoughts on mm-hmm. Stenland so far, Jamie?
2: Uh, on, like just a big body, and he's you know here's where I think he's worked his way into favor of with the coaching staff. Okay, he, first off, he's over fifty percent the faceoff circle. He's killing penalties. That makes him extremely valuable, and he's pretty good with the puck on his stick. Uh, hard to knock off. Um, right-handed shot, so I, I don't know if he is the decision, right? I, I think he's going to be the toughest one to make a, a decision on at this point, you know, when Menalina comes back, and uh, how do you how do you fit that one, too, right? I mean, likely they're going to stick with eight defensemen, because that's just the way things are going right now, And um, but Kevin Stanley, to me, is is pretty hard to take out of the lineup. I know he's not, he's not feeling well today. That's the only reason why he's not going to be in the lineup. Um, nothing to do with his play, so uh, i if anybody that we're, we're wondering about who's going to be where when everybody's healthy, I think Kevin Stenland's on the list. Where, where that would be the toughest guy to take out of your lineup at this point when healthy. Jamie
0: Thomas, Jets Radio Color Analyst right here on 680 CGOB. Jets and Red Wings pregame show, 4 o'clock puck drop at 6, right here on 680 CGOB. Don't miss it, Jamie. will uh, be on the call. Jamie, thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. All right, boys. Take care, Jeff. <laughs>
1: See you, Tim. <laughs> Okay, and uh, Ken will uh, take us to break here, and then we'll come back.
0: Uh, what's the latest from morning? Skate? This is
1: now a segment on the Jim Toth show. The names that you're called—that's not your. You name. You know
0: what? I, that's. Cause... Hey, Jamie,
1: are you still there? Oh, he's gone. Okay, he's gone. Um, I, I think he used to work with Mike Toth, the sports broadcaster, and I get that all the time. In <laughs> fact, Paul Maurice would all the time. How's it going today, Mike? It's not Mike, is it? It's um like yeah, I'm not Mike Toth. He goes, it's the Toth that throws me, but. Yeah. And then everybody was like, "Are you related? Do you know Mike?" And I'm like, "No, I don't. I've I have met Mike, but I, but no, I get no Mike relation. a lot because no of my Toth. Yeah, huh? Do you have time? I thought you guys were. I thought you guys were were related. He was a sportscaster in Lethbridge, and he's from Southern Alberta. Wow! So when I was in high school, he was uh, a sportscaster there, and well. he was rude to me the first time I met him. We were at Four A Zone basketball championships, and he wanted to talk to our basketball team, and they sent me over. And I told him, he said, what's your name? And I told him, and he said, come on. And I said, no, that's really my name. And and he's like, well, then I can't talk to you. It'll look like we're related. And he wouldn't interview me for high school <laughs> oh, basketball. On. I'm dead serious. You should have. Uh, he was an all ridiculous. pro. He's all pro. And then he went on, of course, to Sportsnet and Cal- Calgary and Sportsnet. And then I met him years later and told him that story. And he was like, well, look, he was apologetic. But at yeah. the time, he was all business, just out of school and ready to broadcast. And he was all... All business, all the all time. All business,
0: can't you know? No time for play, you know. We don't want any, don't want anyone to think anything. Oh, I'm only interviewing my. Uh, yeah,
1: it does not want to look like he's interviewing his little brother or something.
0: <laughs> we got to take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Getting some text messages. Uh, some fans uh, at the game yesterday uh, enjoyed themselves. Of course, Ukrainian under 25 team playing the Manitoba Bisons at Canada Life Center. Get a couple of quest, uh, text messages from you guys uh, on that.
1: Great right job, after this. Ken. Tim, you're one of the Excellent best. Excellent job, Ken. You're one of the best, Tim. Chats at noon on 6'8 CJOB. Hello,
0: Sarah. Hello. Hi, Sarah. How are you both? Oh wow. We had a, uh, in the newsroom today, we had a, uh, a guess, guessing oh. game, Who, what Sarah's middle name is. I, I don't know why. I and went with Elizabeth. Yeah, wrong. Elizabeth. I said um, Gertrude, <laughs> and I was wrong. It was not that. Uh, it's Kathleen. Jeff Braun it said Juniper. Juniper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Greg Macklin walked up, Nailed said it. it's Kathleen, and then yeah, booked it out of there. Guess.
1: Yeah, first guess. First guess.
0: He didn't even. He didn't even like. He didn't even wait to hear if the answer was right
1: or wrong. No. He was. I saw he the door knip. slam. Yeah. You said it was with a K. He That's picked all up, I said. Yeah. He picked up a mic that no longer works anymore. Said Kathleen and dropped it and yeah. walked out. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so that was pretty sweet. So fun. It was okay. I don't,
0: so know, so I, don't I love this. This is <laughs> going to my favorite segment. Yeah. So fun. So fun. I don't See know guys. your middle names. Yeah. This. Don. Is, is, I just actually. I just dropped it the last time. Were oh. you not listening? I, I, I mentioned I, one. I, I have two. Kenneth what's, Kenneth. what's my other one?
2: Oh, I, I don't
0: know. You're gonna have to guess. Porte, help me. James. <laughs> Tupac. James. No, it's not James. <laughs> Tupac. Oh. Tupac. It's always interesting though. Cam Tupac. Kenneth Poitras. Cameron. Perfect.
1: Kenneth, Well you're gonna have to Poitras. you're gonna have to
0: figure this out, Sarah. I mean, There'll be a quiz later, everyone.
1: Yeah, <laughs> mine's Ezekiel. Okay. <laughs> easy, easy, or Zeke? Easy T. Or just Ezekiel? Or Toth. just Z.
0: Easy T. Easy T. That's not it. You're BSing.
1: There we go. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for the fun, Sarah. This was fun. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you had fun. Before
0: finally. we move on to the game and, and we're going to talk about this, uh, Dennis, just uh, teased a segment. We're going to be coming up here. And he mentioned about Friedman's talk about, uh, Provorov, uh, Denny. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in just a second here. Um, but uh, just to, and just to get this, um, just to get another mention of this here, of course, a great event yesterday at Canada Life Center. Hey guys, Jeff here. Uh, my dad and I took our Ukrainian family that came here to escape the war to their first hockey game last night at the Canada Life Center. How cool it was for them to see their national team play and win. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Ukraine uh, beat uh, the Bison's five one. Uh, so awesome seeing all the happy faces and hearing that choir sing both anthems. Very emotional. Uh, awesome stuff there. Okay, so game day today. Uh, uh, again, puck drop at four. Pregame at um, puck drop at six. Pregame at four. Right here on six eighty CJLB. Connor Dubois, Ehlers on the top line, uh, Perfetti, Shifley, and Wheeler on the second. Barron, Lowry, and Coolman on the third. Uh, Janssen, Fjallby, Gustafsson slots his way back uh, at center there. Uh, and Gagne on the fourth line. Line in, in a regular jersey, mixing into line rushes, but it seems like uh, he's going to be taking at least another uh, day. Uh, we, and we talked about this in the earlier s- segment. Uh, Kevin Stedlin, under the weather will be a game-time decision. If he can't go, Gustafsson uh, will take his spot. Uh, on the blue line, one small change. Morrissey and DeMello uh, sticking together. Dylan and Pionk um after there was sort of a switch at the end um there were some uh, changes in the deep pairing um, at the end of the game against uh, vancouver that's now changed uh Heinola and schmidt uh will be in uh, dylan and Pionka. then Heinola schmidt uh, Sandberg will uh, work his way out hellebuck uh will start in net um this texture this this text and I, and I read this one and i'm like i gotta get this one on the air and then we're going to talk about Pro- Provorov and um and and chickering and all that other good stuff here jim but uh i got to get this this text message in here because i really liked it it made me laugh uh hey and perfetti are the in, in regards of of stanland and a decision having to be made there eventually meneline's going to come back in another guy's going to go down on waivers the jets have already lost kovacevic they've already lost ace on waivers it would be bad if they would lose another guy so this texter says he's got a solution Hey, Nola and Perfetti are the easiest to be sent down and would be missed the least while gaining valuable experience and hopefully finding a cook who can fatten those two up. Yes, you are going to jump all over me about Perfetti, but think about it. Um, coach wants to play a defensive-style game. Shifley's line is weak in its own end. I would disagree with that. Uh, put Meta line in and Axel Rose or Gus on the line to give them some defensive responsibility. Perfetti is just going to get hurt again. Needs some meat on him.
1: Axel Rose. Axel Janssen Fialbi. I <laughs> yeah, there was his a nickname. couple of good lines
0: in there. Fag find yeah. a cook to fatten them up. That's what that's what made me um, laugh.
1: Perfetti's in the top six. And you can fatten him up in the NHL just like you can in the AHL. Yeah. He doesn't have to be sent down for that, but I don't think he needs to be fattened up. Look, Perfetti's a rookie, so he's not gonna look like a four or five year vet and he's still got to put some beef on. Can I squeeze and this in? Can
0: I squeeze this but in the real 20 quick? 20 points is oh, what go you ahead, want. Jim. Yeah. I just want to squeeze this in real quick. Cause I thought this was really interesting. And you mentioned a rookie and scoring and stuff like that. The Winnipeg Jets right now, fifth in the league rookie scoring with 40 points. Fifth, fifth, Cole Perfetti, 20 points. Axel Janssen, he's 24, but he's considered a rookie. Sandberg's got seven. Gustafson, hinolo has got 140. I I, th- I found that to be an interesting stat, and I, I, I just wanted to throw that out there. I thought it was a good spot, but uh, I didn't That know. is I'm a great spot. But
1: look, I, I, some people, like... Y-
0: I'm sorry, <laughs> I, 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 ruined, I ruined your train of thought, No, No, Jim, no, no, you
1: did not at all. The, the world we live in, he's got six goals and 20 points in 35 games. He's in the top six. Go around the National Hockey League. And look at how many players are in the top six of other teams and who have four and five years experience and don't have 20 points. It, like, I mean, look at Edmonton and look at that top six, who you're playing with. And a guy like Jesse pull Yarvey doesn't have 20 points. So I, I get what you're saying, though, because I do this on the show all the time, too. I thought Perfetti had a bad period. I thought Perfetti had a bad two shifts. Yeah. But everything I see from him is just youth and inexperience. Mm-hmm. There isn't another guy out there that's going to bring in this skill, this talent, and this is the cap world. Every team has a young ELC, most every team, in their top six or top nine. And I don't think he's there because of the ELC, and I don't think he's there because um, he needs to be beefed up or anything. He, he's fine. He's got 20 points, six goals in 35 games. He's going to continue to get better. Um, would you like him to have 30 points in 35 games? Sure. But mm-hmm. he's just a young player. And I know he's not a rookie because he played 18 games last year. But look, he's had a grand total of less than 50 games in the National Hockey League. I, I think he's fine. Are, are there shifts and are there periods where I think he's not ready yet? No, but there are shifts in periods where I go, man, he's really young and inexperienced on, yeah. on that, and he'll learn from that.
0: Yeah, with Perfetti, the thing is, with with him right now, he's learning those sort of veteran things that you're, that you're talking about there, Jim. He's learning about when to buy himself space, when to pass the puck, when to hold off and delay a little bit, when to get that shot off on like a quick one-timer, yeah, when to pass, when to shoot. That's the stuff that he's figuring out, and the only way... He's going to learn how to do that because he's a top six talent, there's no doubt about it, is by playing in the National Hockey League. And you have to be willing to accept that there's going to be some growing pains because he's at the stage in his career where he's got to be playing top six NHL minutes. You know the AHL well, well, a fantastic league in in terms of development, no doubt about it. But Perfetti, uh, if he's going to continue on this trajectory, and I understand he's on an ELC, yeah, it would it would save perhaps a guy like Stenlin or something like that on ELC. But I think Perfetti's development and his continual uh, uh, move upwards is more important. While losing someone like Stenlin right now, who made a fantastic pass to um, uh, to um, uh, Kyle Connor last game, I think Stenlin's been been great, but him losing, potentially losing him to the Moose, um, I think is of, uh, is, 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 is less, is lesser on that sort of scale of what the Winnipeg Jets need to do and their top priorities
1: than having uh, Cole Perfetti in the top six. Cole Perfetti's That's played it. 53 games in the National Hockey League. Yeah. So you can stretch it over two years, but 53 games, you're yeah. going to convince me he's not a rookie? He's a, he's actually he's total, up for the he, rookie.
0: No, he is he is a rookie.
1: There's no doubt about it. So I mean, he's got 27 points in 53 games this year. He's got 20 points in 35. Again, I, I get what the, the texts are saying. I do see parts of him that he looks really young, inexperienced. But like you mentioned, the one time shot, I brought up that one in Minnesota.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said he'll That's never. Where I stole it from. I stole it yeah, from you, Jim.
1: Okay, he'll never <laughs> take that long uh, to bury that pass again. He yeah. like the timing. The speed of the game up here compared to the A or junior, he just he learned that day. Like he learned that I've got to fire that one time. I don't have time to play it and then shoot it when Wheeler fed him the two on one, Um, because a goalie gets across at this this level where maybe at a different level he doesn't get across. So Mm -hmm. it's he's fine and they need him in the top six. He's got the skill of a top six player and he's just going to continue to develop. But you can't sit here after fifty three games and tell me he's not a rookie. No, of course he is. So
0: yeah. Um Ivan Provorov.
1: Yes, well. This whole
0: situation here. Um this is this is interesting. Um and we got a text message here uh, in, in regards to him, in regards to Elliot Friedman and, and Ivan Provorov sort of being uh, on the, uh, you know, involved in, in in the loop. The Winnipeg Jets taking a look at him. Uh, Jacob Chikrin, the the, the Arizona Coyotes, and, and you came in with this, did two first rounders, a prospect, a roster player. They're not budging on that. And sort of the Flyers defenseman, Ivan Provorov, has kind of started to surface as a guy that maybe the Winnipeg Jets are looking
1: well, at. Well, that's what, I mean, Friedman has this. Like I, I go, Friedman's one of the guys that I use, that everybody uses, that, yeah. that has this. But I go back to that game that I mentioned a couple weeks ago, where the entire Arizona Coyotes brass was here. Their GM, his brother, the GM's brother, who's a big part of their front office, uh, their head scout, and then Mark Bergevin, the former Habs uh, general manager, is now mm. a consultant in scouting with them as well. So the four of them were at the game and sat beside me. They're looking at both Florida and Winnipeg players and were writing names down on on a list. Again, I'm <laughs> I see this just as I was. You know, sitting beside them, yeah. I'm not going to read what the list says or invade anybody's privacy. But so that told me that both teams are looking at J- who. What team wouldn't be looking at Chickering? Yeah, with that age and, and the contract and the AAV. But I continuously hear, much like, and I one of the people I hear is Friedman continues to report um, as well. So full credit to Elliot and the great work he always does. Is that it's like two first round picks, a high end prospect, mm-hmm. and it's four assets. Yeah. And a lot of people are, are going, you know, after maybe having these discussions for two or three weeks and going back and forth looking elsewhere. And as Friedman said, I, I think the Jets are looking at Provolov. Now, he's a player the Jets have had interest in prior, much like Mackenzie Wieger. The Jets mm. had called Florida a couple times about Mackenzie Wieger and what the price would be and, and what it is. But to me, this is just Arizona. The ask is real high. And I don't know if a team by cat by trade deadline will bite the bullet. And, but the reason the ask is high is because they're trying to sell the player, which I would think is a first-round pick and a prospect. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to sell the contract, which is very favorable at under four and a half for the next two years after this one, mm-hmm. or three years. So now they're trying to get another first-round pick and prospect for that aspect of it. And I just think you're trying to double down here, and I don't know of a team that's going to pay that price. Yeah. But Provolov, I would presume, if you sent a Hanola or a Sandberg and a first-round pick to the Philadelphia Flyers and maybe something else like a Jansen-Harkins, I don't know, and maybe get a lower pick back, then you're talking about a team who's getting a prospect and a pick as they rebuild, and you're looking at a team that's going for it to get somebody that can play in their top four.
0: Yeah, it would have to be. My problem with Ivan Provolov is that he's this year of 675 He's this year and then the next two years. So you're going to be saddled with and the, the Winnipeg Jets, unless they're going to be sending a defenseman with them. I I, I just, the money doesn't work. You're going to add another, you're going to add another 6.75 million to your, to your blue line. Uh, that, that's just a little bit too high. And, and I, I I think the Jets right now are trending towards a, too much blue line, money on their blue line right now. There's a lot of reasons for that and, 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 and that, and also the fact that Ivan Provov is a left shot. You have, Josh Morrissey and you have Brendan Dillon your two best defensemen so far I would say this year arguably definitely well definitely uh, Morrissey but I would say Brendan Dillon is up there too so you you have a guy you're going to bring him on to the left to play the third pairing I just don't think that this move makes any sense to me I mean so are, I, I think probably the Winnipeg Jets are kicking tires that's for sure but the money doesn't make sense to me unless you can bring in another team that's going to take cap for the next three seasons I don't that's definitely not going to happen um, and, and and the fact that you already really have your left side solidified. So unless unless Provorov can come in and play the right side, um, you know. And no disrespect to Dylan Dimello and and, and Neil Pionk, who I, I think have been fairly solid throughout the year. Um, I, I just don't see this as a as a move that's going to benefit the Winnipeg Jets long term. That's well, my he's got he's under
1: contract it. for next year. But but here's the thing: I think Jets fans need to start focusing on this is the year. Like, the, the, yeah. we talked about Florida off the air yesterday, and we'll do that later this week, Cam. Mm-hmm. But, like, Florida was facing a year this year with Huberto and Uyghur potentially walking. They did not have the money for, I don't think, either of them, but both of them.
0: I think they could have kept them both. This was a discussion for But time. we'll say that yeah, for yeah, another yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But
1: th- basically, so they made the deal because, A, they got a player that they knew they could lock up,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a, a pretty good player. Did they lose that deal? It, it, Morning, noon, and night, they lost on that deal, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Also, with what they've done to load up, th- this was a sinking ship from the get go at the start of this season once that deal was made. Mm-hmm. So, this is what the Jets are looking at. If you don't make some moves, or and you don't have to make moves, I don't think you have to, but if yeah. you, this is the year to do it. Yes. Because this summer, you need to know this summer is what Florida Panthers went through last summer. You need to, and people will come call it. People will come calling this summer and go, are you going to re-sign Shifley, Hellebuck, and Dubois? And if you aren't, here's what I'll offer you. you so you, you, you have to answers. think this summer, if somebody yeah. comes to you and says, are you, do you know if, if, if you're signing Shifley or Dubois? And if you aren't, I will take one of them off you for T'Chuck or whoever. So this is the year you look at the Provolovs because he'll be here here this year and next year. But you're trying to win it all this year. Yeah, I mean, th- th-
0: there's this off season, and we're getting ahead of ourselves here because there's, a, there's a half the season left
1: here. There's playoffs we're not. and all that stuff. You have to start looking at this year's roster and and seeing how you can augment it into a Stanley Cup finalist.
0: There needs now, to be there now needs, is when you do that in the off season from those three players you just mentioned. There needs to be. No wishy washy. There needs to be yes or no, hard, and then decisions have to be made. Yeah, you can't down. You can't get into next season and so what have if Shifley- Arizona
1: comes at you next year and says, "I'll give you Chickering in this off season, but I want Shifley." <sighs> and you go to Mark, and Mark goes, "Well, I'm not going to talk about it until next summer."
0: Well, then, then you then the decision as far as I'm so just then concerned, has
1: been made with 41 games after tonight to go. This is when you start augmenting this lineup and making phone calls to make it into a Stanley Cup finalist. It's a top 10 team and if you and it might not happen till the deadline well, are you and they talking might about not off, make any this
0: off season you're offering, like i never give Shifley up right now. There's no way. No, like I in know the that's what season. I know that's not what you were saying, So yeah. th-
1: no, I'm, because I'm mentioning this off season. Yeah. Today is when you start. Last week, last month is when you start making this top 10 lineup that you have at the midway point into the finalist you believe it can be. Well, because it's, it's all in this year, Jim. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. So this is why the Provolov conversation is coming up. This is why the other pieces are coming up. Not only does Kevin Sheveldayoff have to try and augment this lineup into a Stanley Cup finalist now, but he has to he has to try and augment it into next year and the year after, and Provolov has a contract next year.
0: Detroit Red Wings, uh, the Winnipeg Jets visiting them. Pre-game show at four. Puck drop at six will come back getting a bunch of text messages from you guys 2 guys 204-780-6868 204-780-6868 according to nhl.com is Rick Bonus even on the radar in terms of coach of the year the Jack Adams I'll tell you after this
1: Jets at
0: noon on eight CJOB we only got a minute here um uh, Jack Adams award apparently and these are the the, the voting according to nhl.com First place, Jim Montgomery with the Boston Bruins with 68 points over half the voting. Pete DeBoer uh, with the Dallas Stars in second, uh, and then followed by Bruce Cassidy with Vegas, and then Rod Brendamore with the Carolina Hurricanes. No, uh, I, there isn't a fifth spot there, uh, but no Rick Bonus.
1: Well, I disagree. I think Rick Bonus is in the top five to six right now. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody you name there. I don't, Bruce Cassidy in Vegas. Yeah. Like here's the thing with it, they'll look at bonus the same way. Non playoff team into the playoffs, you did a good yeah. coaching job, but were they non playoff teams? When when you when I see Jim they Montgomery like, with like that the Vegas School of the Knights to me weren't a non playoff team, and neither were the Winnipeg Jets. Now I know people are going to be incensed because they didn't make the playoffs, but
0: when I see Jim Montgomery with that far of a lead, I, I don't know how you. Like th- These are, these are r- r- hockey writers that are voting like that. It's that far ahead already. I don't know if you're going to change well, people's Well, Boston mind. is
1: just on an unbelievable tear. And Bruce Cassidy had them in the playoffs again last year. Best team in the league. But he's close. got them on an unbelievable tear. But that being said, I thought they were too old, but they – they're they're doing really, really good. I think he deserves consideration.
0: Jim Toth will take you all the way till three o'clock. That's it for me. I'll be back. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Fortje, for producing the show. Tip
1: Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.